podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so that you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and my patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slankard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua Johnson, the great Nick Hubbard. Do you like that? I threw that in there. I, I do. I do. Andrew, oh. Te- Andrew Teepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, Jane Jewell, Dano Pugach, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, and the Geo Gearheads. If you'd like to become a patron, and I suggest that you do, head on over to patreon.com slash talk for more details. Patrons get path tags which they ha- they got that last year. Geocoins, which I'm really hoping my goal this year is to get a coin made and of course those would be uh, go out to patrons. Other nice. geo yeah, other geocaching swag during the ho- during the year and uh, I gave out coffee mugs. You got a coffee mug, right? I did. Made all the way to Washington. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> uh, did you notice that you put hot liquid you're a smart guy you figured that out? Oh, I did. It took me a second, but then I <laughs> made a coffee and then it it like, sweet. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, and then we have invites. We actually have a, a Tuesday night. We're going to do uh, our second um, GC World game night for patrons. So that's on uh, this coming Tuesday night. So patrons, don't forget, it's Tuesday night. Uh, support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, let's get started in show number 32 for Sunday. January 15th, as I welcome my friend Nick Hubbard to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. Uh, interesting. Um, we were talking before the show, and uh, I am uh, uh, happy, uh, very happy to see you making the rounds uh, with some of the, uh, the other podcasts. That, that makes, me, makes, me ha- makes me happy. Um, uh, just to let people know, um, uh, first time that uh, I think was the first time, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, was on first time on a podcast was uh, when we did the cash and release show number 50, which was February 21st of last year. Seems like yep. a lot longer than that, but yep. Um, now you're a pro at this. So <laughs> yeah, that, that first one, I was a little nervous, so <laughs> it went, yeah, it's easier now. Yeah, it, it went, it went, it went well. Michael and I were, were very kind to you. We were very, you know, yes. but no, it's it, uh it was really good. I, you know, um, uh, real quick, and I think I've probably already told the story uh, about the fact that uh, when I first saw the app come up 
uh, in uh, iTunes. And I sent a, 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 just a little pull back the curtain uh, for some people uh, for the show is I will, I'll, I'll send out emails on a, on a whim or not a whim, but I'll, like a, I'll send a flyer as, it, as they say um, to, uh, to try to catch somebody into uh, in, in that. Oh, that's kind of interesting. You know, maybe, um, you know, maybe they might want to be on the show. Uh, and trust me, I've sent them to, I've sent a very wide range. Benedict Cumberbatch has gotten an email from me. Uh, so uh, you're in the same, you're in the same uh, vein, uh, uh, Nick, as, as Benedict Cumberbatch. So, so and, cool. then Nick, and then you sent me a note back. I'm like, this is awesome. We got this. Nick responded. So anyway, uh, um, so that was, that was great. And then uh, you're on show 14 already. So this is like your second here. So this is great. Yeah, uh, and we're going to talk two O, and we're going to talk about some other things too, because I, I kind of like to mix it up. Um, I do uh, suggest um, if you want the full, ex- you know, expanded everything you'd ever want to know about two O, but we're afraid to ask, but you're willing to watch podcasts, uh, go check out Geo Pod, uh, Geocaching Podcast. Uh, he was you were on there recently. Yep. Uh, Geo Gearheads, good episode, and also Caching in the Northwest. So. Yes, your fourth one. So, if you have any questions after this, you're gonna have to just email them in because we're not <laughs> we're we're done with two O. Yeah. But we'll talk. We'll obviously, you know, Nick will be back on when we talk about something else uh, in the future. But anyway, I told also Nick I was going to do I was going to do a short rant. But here here goes the rant. Um, okay. Because people do ask me, and so I'm going to give some information. How much is Cashly? And it is four dollars and ninety nine cents, and I am thinking four ninety nine. I have wasted four ninety nine on extra candy or uh, a dessert I didn't need. Or I mean, I've and for people to complain about the cost, I don't know. It seems yeah. a little. But we we talked about before the show that people. It's something about apps, buying apps, which I don't understand. There's no difference between that and a Starbucks. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, other, there, other note I had in here is it was updated January 5th, 2017, which is incredible. It was just 10 days ago. Um, and so that really tells me, to me, that really says something about what you're doing. The fact that, and you've mentioned this before, the fact that you are actively updating um, yes. this, this app. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, tell, we'll stop here for a second. Tell, t- tell me, or I kind of know, but let's talk for a, a brief moment about what uh, sort of a typical week uh, in general is, because you have another job. So I do. Uh, nine to five, Monday through Friday type job. Is that right? Or is it more than that, you think? No, it's it's usually that, just that. Okay, good, good. Um, And then do you try to do Cashly stuff in the evenings? you try to do it all one night, or how do you normally try to keep up with with the app? Usually usually evenings, um, and then previously I I had done a lot of Sundays to get 2.0 out. Okay. Um, But we've been working on, my wife and I have been working on some projects and stuff like that for our family. So a lot of my Sundays have now been taken completely up. Um, so since 2.0, I've been working kind of on smaller updates, working a little slower than I had been before that. 
um, until we finish these projects and then maybe do some more Sundays and stuff like that. So really it's a, it's an evening thing. It's a weekend thing. Um, mm-hmm. um, when I was doing 2.0, sometimes, you know, if it, I had a Monday off from work, I would also work that Monday on Cashly and awesome. stuff like that. So I, I always try to find extra time um, and especially, you know, support requests and stuff that, that kind of stuff make priority as well. So, right. Uh, answering yeah. email and Twitter yep. and all these various, I mean, you're really, you, you are very, uh, very much into, the, the app now um the size of the app is 25.1 meg at least that's what itunes says is that yep. um you have to you know better than you this is a good question for you is is that um that seems like a small footprint is that or is that not is that a decent size for a for an app or i've really never I never really looked i guess that's pretty small. I mean, when you're developing an app, you always want to keep it small. I think it's over 100 megabytes or maybe it's 200. They don't allow you to download it on LTE or, or 3G, so you can't download over cellular. So that's kind of the, the bad thing for developers. If they create a big app, it's only on Wi-Fi. So obviously, I didn't want to get really big. Um, but yeah, I mean, when, when you, I'm adding new features and adding new code, it really doesn't make the, fi- the actual size of the, the app larger. Um, but then users can download, you know, offline maps and stuff like that that we'll talk about. Right. So that then will add a lot of data to the actual sure. app, but right. the actual binary is yeah, 25 megabytes. Yeah. The app, yeah, the actual app isn't, isn't very large. And so, yeah. and the last thing is I've got in this, I've got nine languages listed here, English, Dutch, French, German, Italian, Japanese, Polish, Portuguese, and Swedish. Yes. That's awesome. And these are all these are all volunteers. These are Cashly users, and they all volunteer their time to translate for me, which is excellent. And it's amazing because on other apps I worked on, I actually paid a service to do it, um, and it can actually get quite expensive. Like if I would release a new app update, you have to translate all this, you know, the, the text from the app. Then you'd have to do the App Store text for the updates and all this kind of stuff. And it could be forty bucks per language wow. for every Ooh. update. Yeah. So these these uh, translators are wonderful, and they save me a lot of money, a lot of time, and they're they're all volunteer. So it's really oh, wonderful. Right. So I thank them. That is awesome. Yes, and um, yeah, I kind of mentioned that because I do forget, and, and once in a while I do look. But we've got uh, in some night I'll I'll go through uh, and talk about uh, all the all of my international uh, viewers or uh, listeners. Really, it's more it's podcast listeners. Uh, but I'm really uh, thankful. For everyone out there, and I've mentioned, you know, please send me an email if you are not uh, in the U.S. or really not if you're in U.S. Canada. I guess is I have a lot of U.S., a lot of Canada, which kind of makes sense. And then yeah. Australia. Um, shout out to all my Aussie uh, listeners down there. But I got it's interesting. I've got people in a lot of different countries, a lot of Europe, uh, and so uh, it's I like I like to mention these kind of little notes because it's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, to hear about. So that's neat that you've got that. Um, all right. My, my next uh, little rant, then we're going to get into 2.0, I promise. We're going to get into it pretty quick. But a couple other things. Um, you can go buy a shirt. The shirt that I am wearing and that Nick is wearing. Yep. Um, the great Cashly shirt. Uh, you can buy it at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Cashly. So go out to shop dot spreadshirt all one word like spreadsheet except it's 
the word it's spread shirt one word dot com uh slash cashly and uh i might get one uh you got some long sleeves out there and you got some uh, baseball jersey type i might pick yep. up another baseball jersey anyway so go out there and get it um all right uh and then uh nick is allowing indulging me to a little bit to talk a little bit about you my using the app yesterday with our uh group um that went out uh we did uh 22 caches in mostly nice. the dallas yeah mostly in the dallas air dallas proper but around dallas we did the uh jfk assassination 50th anniversary geo trail Wow, which is which is very interesting. A lot of interesting history, even for somebody who lives, you know, I live I've lived near Dallas for years now, and uh, I've been to some of them. But what it does is it's a uh, it takes you to all the various locations, it takes you to <laughs> JD JD Tippett's grave, um, it takes you to uh, where he was shot, uh, Texan takes you to the Texas Theater where that you know they got Oswald. Um, they take you to where he was shot by Jack Ruby takes you to Jack Ruby's hangout at Campisi's. It, it takes you all over the, the, the uh, city. So anyway, so as I was telling Nick before the show is that we had, um, we had a mix. We had some cashly. We had some that were on the, the official app. Uh, we had a Android user. Um, I don't know what they were using. Um, but anyway, so we had a mix. What was interesting was, is um, I felt like Cashley won the day. Just to let you know, Nick. Thank you. That's uh, everybody was asking me for information uh, when there was a need for. If we had a little group of six, and it seemed like that I was the kind of the go-to because it seemed like my app was getting information that we needed in a in a better way. And there's a couple things I want to ask you about. Um, that I don't know if they're new. Maybe I just didn't pay attention to them before because I'm I, I I'm can be kind of an oblivious sometimes. But um, multi caches. It seemed like everybody else had. One guy had gone through the trouble on his app of downloading all of the and in, in, in doing all of the uh, stages. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I didn't do that. Well, I pulled up a multi cache, and all the stages were there. So all the little brown dots. Is yeah. that new or no because those those come in just as waypoints and those have always been there have always been there okay yeah Good. so one thing we did recently was was when you actually look at the list of waypoints which is the list of all the, the steps uh it, it will tell what kind of waypoint it is basically so like <clears throat> stage one stage two mm-hmm. um and that's in green text now that's something i i think i added in 2.0.1 or something like that so that's okay. pretty recent so that's the only change recently cool it was very helpful because I, I didn't, I was, I should have thought, it, oh, I should have done it. And I was like, oh, I don't have to. I have Cashly. Uh, <laughs> um, now, I was, I was the one kind of in charge of getting all of the um, pocket query slash offline list. We're going to talk more about that here in a minute. Uh, but easily, it was so easy to add because I had a list, uh, you know, provided to me from the GeoTrail. So I added those caches in uh, and it was, man, it was just so easy to add those in. Uh, to that, to our, to the pocket query for, for our little jaunt yesterday. Um, good. Good. Yep. And then, um, 
when we did have to do waypoints, because there was a couple times when um, they were they were not provided beforehand, a uh, couple couple puzzles uh, required us to do a waypoint once we got to the site. So obviously, you're not going to have that kind of information. It's not a, it's not provided by the by the cache. The, by the geocacher, uh, the cache yeah. description. So, uh, adding waypoints is so so easy um, nowadays. Now that's not new. I mean, I've I have enjoyed that about Cashly for a long time. Is that something that you just tap into? Uh, as far as or let me see, if I can ask this correctly. Is that something that's in the app and not because I want to? There's times when you're basically tapping into the geocaching uh, API info and you're just, you're just getting us the API info in a usable and in a cool way. Yeah. So waypoint, adding a waypoint, that's actually a feature that you put in, right? That's actual code. That's actual code, but then we send data to geocaching.com as a, as a, a waypoint. So oh. I, I think it's the, the user created waypoints are only available through the API. Um, so for example, if you created one in Cashly, it would sync to the server. Um, then you could actually go use a different app, like the official app, um, mm -hmm. and they should show up there. Um, okay. strangely, they don't show them on the website. Um, hmm. I don't know why they, they haven't done that. I guess they just decided it was a feature that was kind of only for mobile stuff, only okay. for apps. Um, okay. but yeah, it is data that's synced, uh, by geocaching.com. So, okay. Yeah. And lastly, uh, for me, and this is nothing new, but, uh, while well, I'm watching all the other guys, the guys that don't have Cashly, fumble around to try to figure out if this particular, because we were, we did some other caches other than the Geo Trail, uh, in, that were nearby, you know, we, 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 didn't, we didn't miss yeah. those. And so, um, they're fumbling around trying to figure out if that particular cache had been found recently or what was the sort of the status of the cache. I could tell you immediately because I get the five green dots, as I call them, the great, or I call it the great five dots. Yep, that's what you want. So I know exactly the last five are green. I know everything's good. Uh, if they're not, of course, I can go read. Yeah. But if they're all red, then I know that, that it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. People are not finding this cache. But yep. it's immediate. I know exactly. So hats off to Cashly. So I tip my hat to you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's get into this now a little bit. All right, uh, let's start with um, offline vector maps. Yes. Now, uh, vector versus tile, is that a good way to put it? Or Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, now, I, wouldn't ha I don't have to, I don't, well, obviously I don't have to offline it, but if I want parts of the country that I'm going to go to and I'm not going to have signal. I'm not going to have a, a, any data coming to me. Um, yeah. What are some options or what, what is, what, what am I looking at um, for data? Can I do part of Texas? Should I just do the whole state? Um, what yeah, are your so, suggestions on that? Mm -hmm. So we have full states, full countries for the entire world. Um, there's no partials because usually the file sizes are so small. Okay. Uh, like like I, I mentioned elsewhere yeah. that Washington State mm -hmm. is 68 megabytes. I mean, right. really that's so small that, I mean, if you wanted partial Washington, you know, it's just, it's kind of silly to not just get the whole thing. Texas obviously is much larger than Washington State, um, but it probably doesn't have 
too much more data. So I, I can't remember the file size of that, but I don't think it's it's gigantic. Okay. So um, there is, uh, for example, like Germany, I think France, those are split up because those are such large countries. Mm -hmm. um, and in OpenStreetMaps, they, they contain such dense data, uh, especially mm -hmm. France is one of the the craziest uh, thing for OpenStreetMaps. Uh, I don't know if it's the amount of roads or just um, just different uh, parts of the map that that's all split up because it's it's really uh, huge to download the whole thing. It's I think it's 1.2 gigs. So that's the only instance where we actually split it up. Right. Okay. Cool. Yep. Um, in the show notes, um, uh, Jason. Uh, reminded me it was CGO was the other uh, app that people were using for their uh, yeah, Android. For Android. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, okay. So thanks Jason. He's part of our, uh, Motley caching crew, the MCC. Uh, <laughs> nice. We actually had hats. We were, we weren't very, we weren't very stealthy yesterday. We we're all wearing hats that say MCC on. So <laughs> we looked a little, <laughs> looked a little strange. Six guys piled into one truck. So, we tried our best to be stealthy, but mm, not, not stealthy. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, it, it worked out. Uh, all right. So, um, so tiles map, uh, uh, so I can, uh, so I can kind of understand about, um, tiles are something that w you, we, you're getting away from completely, um, and getting into vector no. maps or no. No. Uh, we're getting away from tile images. So, tile images, okay. Yeah, so the way maps are drawn, at least uh, on iOS, it is still tiled maps. Um, okay. As you zoom in, you'll see parts of your map uh, load. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's still tile-based, uh, but previously it was every single tile that was loading was an image file. Uh, so um, okay. for every zoom level that you zoom in, you download more tiles. Um, and if you wanted to download a large location, if you want to download a whole state, that would be too large to fit on your mobile phone. Just okay. gigantic, right. multiple gigs, uh, probably you know, 300 gigs or something. Um, sure. So with vector data, it's basically just in a database and it's just describing you know, actual vector shapes. So it's describing a road, it's describing a building, all that kind of stuff is just in data. So it's actually uh, telling points on the screen to draw a road, uh, okay. to draw a building, you know, what the building's name is. Um, all those kind of things. And so when it's saved in that way, then in real time, we're actually drawing the tiles. So we're still okay. using tiles, but it's drawn in real time as not using images. So that's how we save cool. the space. Yeah. Okay. And then you're able to, um, I, I heard on one of the shows, you, you've been able to uh, start using uh, Amazon web. You start using their services for uh, hosting. Yep. Some, okay. They host Which, all of our, our, big files for the states and countries. Yeah. Cool. And that kind of helps overall, not just you, but it w does it help? Does it help the user or is that just easier for you? No, it's, it's, it's easier for me because if I went out and just, you know, paid for a, a web host or something like that, that's not the kind of thing you want to do for distributing uh, files like that, especially okay. across the world. So Amazon kind of does all the heavy lifting and I give them the files. They're trying to serve it to somebody in Australia it will probably serve from a, a server closer to that person. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody's in, you know, Japan, they might serve it from a, a server closer to that person. So it's quicker. So it's really about, you know, the latency and getting the people to file as quick as possible. Well, I tell you the way it really helps us is that 
it, you don't have to add another server. You don't have to do all this other stuff. It gives you a chance to focus more on the app and less on all yeah. the back stuff that has to be maintained. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know why I wrote that. You're going to have to help me because I, I made notes uh, listening to the other shows. And so you're going to have to kind of interpret it. If, if it doesn't make any sense, we're just going to move on. But I wrote, made a note about Map <laughs> MapQuest and GeoFabric. Why did I write those down? I don't remember. Um, so MapQuest is, that's what we used to used use to for tile-based uh, downloads okay. um, way back. I think it was um, back in July, I think, uh, that service shut down. MapQuest started, stopped having free that's tile it. downloads. So yeah. that's when we had to move over to a company called GeoFabric ah, uh, that, I, that we paid for uh, OpenStreetMap tiles. Um, but we had to cancel the offline downloads of satellite maps because okay. there was no service with any close to reasonable, reasonable uh, pricing for satellite map uh, tiles. Okay, cool. So that still isn't something that's possible. So it's all uh, open street maps, uh, not satellite. So Cool. You can't, then, you can't do vector satellite. It's impossible. <laughs> vector satellites, sweet. <laughs> that's, the ne that's the next stuff to go up in the, in this, in the space, the vector satellites. Uh, <laughs> so, and then my other note, the next note was something that was kind of cool. And I know there's a better use for this, uh, but I, I call it 3D maps. I know there's a better probably term for this thing, but... Um, Apple calls it their flyover maps. Is what flyover maps. Yeah. I don't like yeah. that. I like 3D maps much better. Okay. So I, was, so I, 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 e I emailed you uh, back. It was uh, right before um, New Year's Eve and uh, the, the day before, I think. Uh, and so I w we were downtown in Fort Worth and we're geocaching. And I just happened to kind of move my thumbs around on the, the screen just right. Um, and we'll, you can tell me how this is to actually should have, like how you really do this instead of just randomly like I did it. But all of a sudden I got the, I, I was in downtown Fort Worth. All of a sudden I get these, I get the like 3d maps of the, of the, uh, all the buildings down there. And there's some really tall buildings in, in Fort Worth. So um, yeah. I was like, Oh, this is cool. So, now, and I figured out a better way, and you might have even a better one, but my, I think there's an actual use for this other than just me playing with it and going, oh, this is kind of cool. It, it uh, is pretty cool. <laughs> like I sent out, I did a tweet. Uh, I, I grabbed New York City. I don't know if you noticed that. And yeah. I just started messing around. I, I got a cool shot of a clock on a tower and on a side of a building. So anyway, um, I do have a use for it for everyone, and that is um, – if you're out, or like if you look at a, uh, you look at any geocaching app, and you're looking in an area like um, next to a like a mountain or or a pretty large hill or something, and you can't tell because you're it's 2D at that point, you're you're not quite sure. Uh, you can see where the geocache is, but it's hard to tell at that point. Like how high up am I going to be? You know, because you can't always you can't always uh, trust terrain rating but with the 3d map as i call it you can kind of see how far up the hill you know if it's in the foothills of that mountain you're like oh okay uh, yeah. today i've got the time to do that versus it's way up the side of this hill and it's like eh, i'm gonna keep that for another day yeah makes sense yep okay. yeah they're, they're, they're pretty cool maps and if people haven't seen them they can just go to the map types and then they're called flyover maps, Apple flyover maps. But yeah, Apple always updates 
uh, plays in the world, cities. Okay. Um, some of the coolest ones I've seen are actually in London, where they have, I think it's called the London Eye, which is the big uh, yeah. or, or Ferris yeah. wheel. Sure, um, sure. So if you zoomed in there, it's actually moving and rotating. Um, and I think if you look at like Big Ben, that's actually live. And so you can see it real time. Um, so there's a lot of cool things like that around the world. I'm sure there's more. But yeah, it's it's kind of a fun little feature that I play with as well. So <laughs> Very cool. So yeah. uh, again, that's a feature, Google Maps feature, and you're just providing us the enjoyment through Cashly. Yes. Okay. Yep. Cool. All right. A um, couple of some other things back into uh, 2.0. Um, you got the souvenirs, which I, I appreciate that you got that included. Yep. Um, that's cool. Um, I like also that um, you've included like not just the picture, but like all the info that is included yeah. with the souvenir. Okay, cool. So that's. Yep. Yeah, and, and if people have the, a website, you know, for the designer, you can tap that and you'll open Safari. And so try to try to provide all the information that the API gives to us. Provide you. That's sweet. So. Um, updated user profiles, which include a ton of new info. So talk a little yes. bit about that. Yeah, so in the old version of Cashly, there was basically just a user profile. There was then four stats. And I think it was finds, hides, uh, favorites, and trackables if they had found or something like that. Um, so now you can, it's a, it's a completely different look. Uh, you can see the same kind of stuff, but you can actually tap on those. So if you have a friend or, or a different user, you can tap on their finds and then it will load a map and a list view and you can see all their finds. Um, you can see their hides. You can see uh, an image gallery of all the images they've ever uploaded with logs. Um, you can look at their souvenirs. You can you know view their online profile. Um, and then at the bottom, there's a breakdown of, of mm. the finds that they have, the different cache types. So it'll show how many traditionals, how many multis, as well as hides, and it'll do the same kind of thing. So it's really just providing, again, kind of like a social media feel of an mm. of a actual user profile. So and then you know up in the top right, there's another option to add as a friend or contact that user. Yeah, which is really cool. So, um, I found something other interesting. This is how weird I am, but I notice I can see what other people have for their bookmarks. Yes, how, if how, if it's a public bookmark. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. So um, I stalked Joshua, uh, geocaching <laughs> blogger, because I can. Uh, and he, I got his other. I got his new stuff back here. By the way, there's one right there, and I have that bigger one too. Yeah, the bigger one too. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, uh, I just happen. I just like. I'm gonna go see what he has for bookmarks. And sure enough, I got to see. He has his FTF is what he did. So that's kind of cool. But yeah. again, it's it's good. You know, there's. Um, it does save me because we were uh, we were out um, the other day, uh, yesterday, doing the Ge the Geo Trail, and uh, I needed to email one of the owners. And so with Cashly, I can I pull the user up and uh, I can email them, uh, which is nice. I don't have to go back through you know, and try to go back through the web and try to find, you know, somebody else's uh, information. And I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's just handy. It's right there. So, yeah. Um, okay. Um, updated map call out list view and cache details. And I put down pin update. So I don't remember why. So help me out. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember the pin update. Uh, I don't either. Note, but uh, the, the use, the call outs for the map, the list view and cache details. Yeah. We, those were just updated in, with design, new design. 
to basically put more information on there. So uh, like on the call out in the list, we were missing uh, like the GC code. Uh, we were missing showing if there's trackables in there and how many we were missing favorites. I think mm -hmm. um, I can't remember all the other info, but it was really just making it easier for the user and putting more information right there. So they didn't have to navigate to the cache detail screen and mm -hmm. try to get it from there. We're kind of bringing it level up and, you know, making it just easier. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. And then um, personal cache notes are now on the details screen instead of the options menu. Yeah. So they, they used to be a little buried. Used to be when you had to go to the details screen of a cache and you had to tap the dot, dot, dot menu. And then that. it talked about it. So I, I did have a lot of users, you know, over the, the year mm -hmm. uh, say, you know, where do you have this feature in Cashly? You know, I'm missing this. And so it was kind of hidden. People didn't notice it. So now it's, it's right there. And if they have a note in there uh, and they go to the detail screen, they'll see the first part of the text of their note. So they'll know that, you know, that there's already one there as well as uh, on the map call out and the list, there'll be a, a little icon, a yellow icon for the note. So you'll know Very that cool. there is a note there. It was very, very helpful. And I'll, uh, yesterday, because uh, with every GeoTrail geocache, we had a word or a couple words that we had to put in uh, on a piece of paper to send off to get a, to, I think we get a path tag, is what I'm going to do when I send that off. But as everybody else is fumbling around writing them down or trying to take pictures of them and all that, I can just go to cache notes and I just type in a cache note. There you go. And off I go. Done. Yeah. It's just, it's, 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 it's right there. You know, description, hint, the, the, the glorious five dots, and then cash note, and then photos from there, and attributes, waypoints, so forth. So, uh, yep. Uh, and that's all synced to geocaching.com as well. Awesome. That is yep. awesome. Um, all for $4.99. I can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, routing to a cache, we've talked about this before. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because we've got yeah. uh, other things to talk about. But um, interesting note that I wanted to share with you and everyone else is that uh, I use Waze a lot to drive around. And yesterday, too, by the way. So I'm the dude that's uh, – I'm in the back. I'm not driving, thankfully, uh, yesterday. But um, I'm the one that starts navigating because everybody else's uh, phones died because it seems like cache doesn't take as much – uh, power as the old the old, some of the older apps or the, the official app i think you win on power usage but yeah we turn gps sucks your battery battery like crazy so the, the old classic app would keep gps on all the time even if you were looking at something that didn't really need gps so when cashly leaves a screen with a map you navigate to like the detail screen or something like that it, we shut it off and then when you return, it turns back on. So, awesome. I mean, if you sat there and we're looking at the description or reading it for mm -hmm. two, three minutes, you're not wasting battery power from your GPS at that time. I love it. So, I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Um, oh, back to my note about Waze is that, yeah. uh, or Waze or any, really anything, Apple Maps, there's, there's, all, there's a slew of them out there. But Waze is not, it doesn't think in geocaching terms so yeah. Susan and I were out geocaching one day and it was like, I'm going to take you as close as I can to this geocache regardless of fences, <laughs> uh, anything else, you know? So it doesn't think through that you're going to, not only am I not going to get you, not only am I uh, going to get you as close as I can, I'm not really going to necessarily care how I get you there. So we drove down a road and we stopped and we're like, 
yeah, it probably is right over there, but I'm going to cross, I don't know who, how, how many people's property to get to that spot. So I ain't yeah. doing it. Well, just, so just remember if there's, if there's waypoints and there's like a parking lot, you know, a waypoint, you can set that as the target to navigate to, and then go to ways and then they will navigate to that instead. So, yeah. So you don't Much get better. lost. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or, or have to drive over fields or fences and all that other good yeah, stuff. Exactly. So, uh, so just be everybody, everybody probably knows that. And they're like, Gary, you're just an idiot sometimes, which is true. Um, so, um, that's the other good thing is, um, uh, like when you get a waypoint, um, you know, you can immediately set it as the target and you move on. So that's a nice little feature too, that you can, yeah. Once you've got your waypoint, boom, set as target. I'm going, I don't have to go. Uh, now I'd have to kind of guess as to where I'm going. I can just tell yeah. it now it's the target. And I can move on. So it's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's get into offline lists. Cause that's a, that's a big, it's a big topic. And, yes. um, I love offline lists. Uh, I use them all the time. Um, uh, Dan, uh, Buck geocaching with Derek is listening, uh, and watching the show tonight. So shout out to Dan, uh, my guest from last week. And we talked a little bit about, uh, all this. So, um, I'm going to get to his question and we'll move that up in our show notes and then we'll talk cause this is basically an offline list question. So, yeah. Um, Dan, if I get this wrong, please put it in the chat room that I got your question wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, because I'm trying my best to, to see if I can do this, uh, do this question right. So, um, his question is, can you combine pocket queries into the same group? And apparently he does that with a uh, geosphere. So how does Cashly handle combining uh, pocket queries like, for example, I think Dan mentioned he uses, he has a, he has a Omaha, Nebraska pocket query because of where he lives. And then he has like an Iowa one because he goes to Iowa mm -hmm. uh, quite a bit. So he has like two different pocket queries. So how does Cashly handle uh, using those two pocket queries? So when you uh, download a pocket query, Cashly will save that as an offline list. Um, and then if you have a second pocket query, it'll do the same thing for that. It'll name it the pocket query name. Um, and then you can use, uh, the different options in the offline lists. If you, uh, swipe sideways on one of the offline lists, you'll have options. Um, and then that'll give you some different merge and copy options. And so that's the tool right there that you would use if you really wanted to put them together. Um, or you could create a brand new list, you know, with a whatever name and then move all those caches to that new list. Um, and then in the future, I think for pocket queries, I'm going to have a new option where instead of automatically importing it into a list with the name of the pocket query, I'll let the user either create a new list or choose a list to add it to. So okay. there'll just cool. be a extra feature there coming okay. in the future. Sweet. And then with, um, with two O, what are some, what are the, the new options that, that I'm able to, because I, 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 uh, I used them yesterday, but um, I probably just didn't, uh, maybe I didn't notice the fact that they're, they're new. Uh, what are some things that have come about that are new options for offline? Yeah. So if you don't, haven't swiped to the side of an offline list before, you, you wouldn't have necessarily seen that there's an options menu, but that's where we put a lot of the new features. So there's, or you can merge different lists. You can copy a list to a new, uh, 
offline list. Um, you can rename one. You can reorder all your offline lists because some users like to you know put the ones at the top that they're going to use for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, if your offline list uh, has images that you download with it, you can delete all those. If you need to save space on your phone for the time being. Um, and then if you want to download those all again, you can go into the offline list and oh, then yeah. you can download all of the images again. Um, so those are all new things since uh, 2.0 and, and up to 2.0.2, I think. Okay. So Sweet. Yeah, I just noticed, I just saw, I swiped, you can either delete or, or go into options. Options says rename, clear current selection, copy caches, merge yep. lists, and then the, in red, which is nice. I like that. Delete caches or delete cache images. So that's, that is nice uh, to do, uh, you know, yeah. to have to have for that. You know, it, for some of us who are that really uh, geocache a lot with our with our, our smartphone, that is just a sweet thing to have because, you know, in a, in many ways, you don't. And I know all the all the all of the traditional geocachers, Nick, are not, not going to like this, but. Uh, <laughs> You don't necessarily have to have a GPSR. I know I'm I'm shocking everybody, and oh, there went there it's went true. all my viewers. Half my viewers just left. No, um, <laughs> you can if you want, and those that do never have to worry have a have a single worry. But for some of us that like, because I, I I suburban urban cash a lot uh, yeah. just because of where I live, and so um, you know if but if I do go out in the woods, which we do. Susan and I will go out and do, we'll get off the beaten path. But if I think ahead of time, I can get offline list. My GPS works on my smartphone, regardless yep. of signal uh, or not signal. Um, uh, data connection. Data connection. There you go. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Um, navigation offline and online. I don't know why I wrote that down. <laughs> why did I write that one down? Well, maybe the, like, you know, obviously if you're using an offline list and you're up in the mountains or, you know, you're mm-hmm. out where there's no service, you can't use Waze. Sure. You know, because that's, you know, most of those, you know, even Apple maps in navigation mode, all those are, you know, downloading data in real time. So right. those kind of things are just not possible offline. I don't know if there's any, I think there actually is like motion GPX. I think there's some of those where you can download offline navigation maps. Um so if you're really wanting to do that, definitely find out that first. Don't just expect that something like Waze is going to work, you know, out in the woods. Cool. So. Awesome. Um, import uh, GPX, .gpx extension changes. Yep. So in 2.0, um, we made it faster, um, could import more caches. You know, there was uh, mm-hmm. some of my beta testers were sending me just crazy files, uh, right. you know, 100 megabytes for a GPX file with like 20,000 caches in it. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, Cashly is still not <laughs> importing that one. That is, that's something I never accounted for when I built Cashly. I never, I never thought I would be importing 20,000 caches. Right. So, right. Um, I, I'm actually still working. I want to make it do it. So that's something I'm working on yes. is performance in 2.1. I want to make that happen. Um, but yeah, it's pretty crazy to carry those all on your, on your phone. Right. Um, so yeah, those changes. And I think there was, um, you know, some compatibility issues where sometimes a user would send me a GPX file that wasn't working, uh, or wasn't importing all the data that they thought it should. So there was just a few bug fixes and small additions in the background for that. So, 
And that's uh, what they talked about on one show, uh, or a couple shows, I think, it was uh, Gearheads and Catching the Northwest was a funny story that you told about. Um, I guess this is, is a true story, or is this just an example? But somebody wanted to, um, they wanted to, to dip like 70 travel bugs or something. Is that... <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It was a casual <laughs> yes. user and, and, you know, they were asking about the yeah trackable dip feature, which I have on my list and I would like to do. Um, but he was talking about, yeah, his 70 trackables that he carries. I, I don't know if they're, he's not carrying 70 t- tattoos or, or stickers <laughs> or what, what they are. Um, 70 but yeah, tattoos, I love it. that's another thing I had never considered 70, um, you know, with one log. And so <laughs> like, boy, wow. I got to account for, I got to account for that now. And, and, you know, fix the app so it can do that. So that, that's insane. I mean, that's just <laughs> crazy. I mean, come on. At some point, it's it's. It reminds me of you've seen that let go the the let go app commercial with the guy who's dragging his uh, uh, his grill through the woods. Have you seen this commercial? I, no, I have not. Okay, so they have they have several of these with the guys hanging off the side of the cliff, and he's got his bowling ball in his hand. He's like, "That's <laughs> my favorite bowling ball." It's like let's sell it on let go, and so you take a picture of it. And then uh, somebody just, just like climbs up the side of the mountain, and goes, "I'd like to buy that bowling ball, please." It's, the same. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like this guy. He's dragging. I can just picture him now as he geocaches. And he's dragging like a bag on the ground. I think it's a back a backpack full. <laughs> Seventy, <laughs> tri- and it's like he keeps adding more and more to uh, this thing. Heavy need- geo coins. <laughs> but I've got to dip all seventy of these into this lamppost cache. They all have to go into this lamppost. Yes. No, they don't. <laughs> this is crazy yeah. talk. All right. Um, uh, I did notice today, I went and looked at highlighted caches. It's kind of neat. Um, and it'll, it'll make them glow. Yep. It's pretty sweet. Uh, so it changes the color. So I can highlight a, a cache um, and then if I zoom out a little bit, it kind of shows they're glowing where the other ones are not glowing. So yeah, yeah, in map view. So then, if you switch yeah. to list view, the item will be highlighted as well as when you go to detail screen, it'll be highlighted. So it's really just a way for users to highlight caches. You know, if they have an offline list and they want to, mm-hmm. you know, find five of them that day and they want to highlight them for some reason, mm-hmm. um, you know, they can do that. And then on the live tab, you can highlight live caches. Um, and do the same thing or save those highlighted ones to an offline list, just the highlighted option or caches. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just trying to give the, the users more, more freedom and, and options. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Especially like, um, if you have an area, I'm thinking of a usage cause I, I'm, that's kind of what I'm trying to do tonight is really to kind of think about think usage is what I'm kind of trying mm-hmm. to, to really, uh, help without t- with tonight. Um, and that is, um, let's say you had an area and you really are, you're like, you're trying to finish Jasmine, or you're trying to finish the Fizzy Grid or something. And instead of keeping it a separate deal, if, like you said, if you've got, you're going to have time, you're going to be in this area, and you don't want to highlight all the geocaches in a certain area, but you wanted to highlight um, a couple that are like really important for, for Fizzy or Jasmine uh, for those lists, you could just highlight a couple. And then, you, then later on, when you come back, you easily can know, okay, well, I could do six or seven in this area, but I really need to do these two because they're important yeah. to help me with trying to finish the fizzy grid or something. So that's kind of a cool yeah. uh, item. Um, 
Highlight imported caches from GSAC if user flag is set. That's a long one, but it's in there. <laughs> I found it. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a settings option. It's not on by default. Um, and that's pertaining to imported GPX files uh, that people are exporting from GSAC. Um, so if you're a GSAC user, you'll know the user flag column and you can do a little check mark. So it's really just user preference if somebody wants to, again, highlight some of their caches in that GPX file. When they import it and you have the option on, then caches will set those as highlighted. So um, some of the users that I have in, uh, that are GSAC users uh, really wanted that feature. So I, I worked with them and they tested it. And so I, it works pretty well. I, I think it's pretty cool. I'm a Mac user, so I don't have GSAC unless I load up a, a virtual machine. Um, but for those users that do use it, I think it's a really helpful feature. Right. Um, uh, Geotab G in the chat room says, did I miss how Cashly handles travel bugs? I guess you might have, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, we just <laughs> talked about the 70 dipping 70. I understand. I understand the mileage. I understand. I, I, I'm just saying 70 of them seems a little crazy. And he's asking about, are it's you able to, yeah. Are you able to log travel bug drops and visits at the same time as logging a find? Yes. Yep. When you're on the log screen, it's one of the options and then you can see what's in your inventory and then you can do as many, well, <laughs> 70 at a time will not work because it wasn't ever even thought of. Uh, so but don't try 70. A dozen is no problem. Yeah. Usual, yeah. I use uh, a uh, normal amount. Yes. Normal good. amount. Let's do a normal amount for now and I'll, I'll try to fix that in 2.1. Yeah. Right. That's good. No, that's good. I, I really do appreciate it. Uh, exporting pending logs as a tech TXT file, a text file. Yeah, so that's another one that you can either import that into geocaching.com as uh, field notes, mm -hmm. which is helpful for some people. Uh, and GSAC also has an interface for importing that uh, and then uploading those to geocaching.com. So there's those two use cases are kind of nice to kind of bulk log you know, those caches. Cool. Yep. So, uh, option to delete all pending logs. Yes. So that was another one where if somebody's using kind of that text file option, or if they're, um, you know, they just have tons of pending logs and they've already logged those in a different way, maybe. Mm -hmm. You had to just delete each one, of, you know, singly. Individually. Which Individually. Is yeah. Sweet. Okay, so cool. the bulk bulk delete. Yep. Excellent. Um, yep. Option to download light L I T E or full caches for offline offline use. So when we when we talk about full versus light, what what are uh, what kind of is the definition I guess of a of a LITE a light cache? Is that just the the coordinates for the cache and the name of the cache or is there and then everything else is full or so in the geocaching.com API uh, they allow users to download light caches or or full caches. Um, full caches are if you're a premium member, you can download six thousands of those uh, in a mm -hmm. day. Um, mm -hmm. If you're a regular user, unfortunately, they only allow three, which is mm -hmm. a pretty small amount. Um, yep. And full caches mean you can see the hint, the description. Um, it'll download, I think, first thirty logs. So that's how we do the the different colored dots, the five dots. Um, so if if you're a premium user, you can definitely make use of the full caches. Um, and so when you're downloading an offline list, you have that option of if you want all of the data possible for offline, um, you know, including hints and logs and, you know, um, being able to see those color dots, um, 
that's probably what you want if you're going to be going you know offline so right. that's just give the users the option and when you're doing a full a full cache download it has to make a request to the server and download more caches especially if you have oh, you know like 300 right. caches you want to download um but if you have say 300 caches already loaded on your map and you just want to do light caches it'll save those right away because those were already light oh, okay. caches that were loaded on the map so it's a lot faster okay. if you want to do a bunch of light caches and then maybe later you want to use the new um, option in offline lists to, you know, re-download all those caches and you can do those as full at that time. Okay. Makes sense. So, That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Um, the forums, I want to make a note for people because I, I heard you mention this. So, and please elaborate, but um, people need to get out and I need to as well. I'm, I'm speaking to myself, but I need to get out into the G, the Cashly forum more often. There's a couple things. Uh, it's just fun too to to kind of catch up on uh, some of the questions. And I, I know you you keep you keep track of that really yep. well. I appreciate that. One of the things that somebody mentioned is that um, let's say that you have a feature that you are really passionate about. Um, you and uh, and you can send that in. To, yep. You can contact the Cashly support team, and they can uh, um, put that on a list, or at least let you. You're going to look at it and determine maybe where either you can do it. It's not possible because it's not something that you can get from you know the API, or it's not it's, yeah. it's some kind of code that you know really you know is not something you're able to you know, or it doesn't fit, whatever it is. But in the forum, is it true you have, uh, do you keep a list in there and you try and you want people to kind of vote, I guess, uh, as to yep. which one they're, okay. Yep, there's a feature request, uh, like uh, subforum, and okay. then users can post a, a new feature that they want. Um, and then usually there's, you know, some discussion about it back and forth and I'll usually, you know, discuss it as well. But there's a yeah, there's an option to add your vote for if you're a user. Uh, you know, you can't just upvote it like ten times as a user. It just lets you do it once. Mm -hmm. And then if there's a you know feature that all of my users on the forums are are really loving, I'm going to take that and put it higher priority than you know if it was a zero. So I, it's a good way to you know kind of gauge what people are wanting. Cool. Yeah. Uh, something I forgot to mention. I'll mention it here is. Um, I know you are very um, happy, um, and I, I know some people that are just proud that they are beta testers for you. Um, <laughs> really, I, I think that's neat uh, that you have a group that are passionate, uh, yeah. you know, as I am about Cashly, and they are um, able to beta test. Do you have, um, just to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit, do you... Um, do you ask them to email email you, or do you have like a? Is there like a? Is there certain things you want beta testers to do, or how has that been going as well? It's been going great. So we've been doing that ever since Cashew launched <coughs> uh, last December, right? Um, and we use Apple's system called Test Flight, which is a, a integrated beta testing service. So when I upload a new beta everybody gets kind of a push notification on their phone. They can mm -hmm. install it automatically, you know, just by tapping install. Um, but yeah, my, my users can even either send feedback through that test flight app or just email the support email. Usually people just email support cause it's easier. Um, but yeah, the, my beta testers have helped just, 
you know, that's, that's awesome. with every part of the app because they're testing the new features. When I push out a beta, I, I list all the features and the bugs that we've fixed or, or features we've added. And so they'll go out and test those things and they'll say, hey, that, that works or doesn't work. Usually they don't email me if things do work. They just email sure. me if things don't work, which sure. is great. Which is what you so, want. I mean, exactly. in a sense, it's really what you want. You're at that point wanting, yeah. Um, what was interesting was when I got 2.0, and I do another uh, appreciation for this, Nick, is that in Apple, uh, when I um, did the update, a lot of times I will click on an app and, and see, it's like, okay, what, what did I just update? You know, what is it yeah. that, and, and quite often I get, um, let's see if I can find one. Uh, bug fixes. I'm like, great. That, thanks for thanks for going to the trouble of writing bug fixes on your <laughs> stupid update. So I don't have any idea. Yours was like reading a book. In yeah, fact, it, for 2.0, it was long. Yeah, it was. It was awesome though because um, I had to. I screenshot because I knew we were gonna. You know, I was gonna have it on the show. You know, today, and so I had to screenshot twice. There were so many updates, and I put, we we talked we talked about almost all of them tonight, which was which was yeah. fabulous. But I do appreciate that, and you also obviously put in the uh, for support. Please contact, and you've got your support. You know, at Cashly uh, at c a c h d l y or Cashly dot com. Um, now, um, let's say I do. An, I need to. I do have an issue which I have never really had one. Uh, I contacted you one time about corrected coordinates, and that was just my own fault. I just didn't understand something, which I appreciate yeah. you helping with that. But yeah, let's say I do end up with an issue, and I'm going to contact you. There's a couple of different ways or a couple of different options that pop up. Um, one is to include diagnostic data or not to include diagnostic data. So do you want... Um, do you want the diagn? I assume, and correct me again if I'm wrong, but I assume that you want the diagnostic data only when there's an issue, or do you want it every time? Or uh, I think just when there's an issue. I mean, if it's a feature request and they're using a support, you know, option, I don't need the diagnostic data. It's it's really for debugging issues um, because it will show the different API calls that you used. Um, Which so like it's uh, right. Yeah, it's helpful, you know, if they were doing a search with extra options, like they were searching for fines by a different user and only premium caches, and and it's not working for some reason, you know, I if they include the data, then I can actually see, you know, what data was be sent sent to the API and what might have gone wrong. Sure. So that's that's the way it's helpful. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and then, like anyone, uh, what have you done for me lately? I love 2.0, but... Um, I'm sure you're, and you've mentioned before, you're sort of working on, we don't know what the version will be, just for discussion purposes, we'll call it 2.1. I mean, you're doing, we're up yeah. to, we're really now at what, 2.02? 2.04? Yeah, so those, those, little, those little updates, micro updates are usually bug fixes and maybe little yeah. small features, and then 2.1 will be a lot more new features. Okay, yeah, mine says 2.02, and then parentheses it has a 4. Yeah, so that's actually build four. So my beta testers got four builds before the actual final release. Cool. That's awesome. And I think I think 2.0, we were up to like 35 or something wow. like that. So that was a lot of testing by, by my that's users. That's a lot of testing. That's awesome. Yeah. Because, um, uh, yeah. Um, so let's say two, so 2.1 for, for discussion purposes. Um, some of the things you're wanting to do, um, 
power powerful filtering i'll call it power filtering where you can stack together filters is that something that how, mm -hmm. explain about explain a little bit about that so this will be a feature in offline lists um right now there's just kind of a simple search option on there where you can just you can search for a cache name you can search for a cache type um but there's it's not really filtering out um in the way that i wanted to that's just a quick search so the new uh filtering will be You'll be able to create a filter. You'll have lots of options, um, and then you can have all of the different filters that you have applied. Um, so you could maybe just show premium caches that are highlighted. Um, mm. With the quick search, you can't do that. So, and then you know you could reorder them, and they'll take priority. You can delete one, and like the, the list will update automatically. So, um, and then these settings are saved within your offline list. So you could go to a different offline list, create filters on there, go back to your other one, and your, your filters are already saved. Um, and then you can enable them or disable them. So you don't have to delete all your filters, and you can just disable the filtering and still kind of save those ones you had created. So it's a, it's a cool thing. I've, I haven't completed all the work on it yet, but it's I've started it, and I think it'll be a really nice feature for, for people. Sweet. So, that was awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, and for people to people to know, um, something I didn't mention before, but you y'all need to get ready in the chat room. We are going to give away one of these. Um, yes. Actually, it's going to come from this is mine, <laughs> but Nick has one. I will mail he, one. He will mail one out for us. Um, I appreciate that. So he's going to mail out uh, Cashly GeoCoin, and I've gotten some good comments on that coin by the way um, Nick so but we're gonna get that here in a moment so stay tuned we're getting that here in a second because we're wrap, about to wrap up tonight um, so um, app state restoration I don't know what I wrote that or why I wrote that you wrote that yay good because I was <laughs> like what am I doing here because it's the, the beauty of show notes sharing show notes with a guest is that they can help you so what is app state yeah. restoration what is that that is maybe a technical term for something that is an, something a feature in iOS apps that you have to basically build into your app and that is where say you are in an offline list and you've navigated to one of your caches okay and then you've gone to the to the description of the cache, and you're reading it, and then you're out caching, um, and then maybe two days later you go back to Cashly, and you're expecting that to be there still because you remembered it, but now Cashly starts from the start because iOS actually killed Cashly a day ago because you needed memory for a different app you were using, mm -hmm. um, and iOS will do that often. You know, if it needs data or it needs memory and Cashly isn't in the foreground. It's gonna. It might kill Cashly. It might kill other apps. That's just the way it goes. So state restoration would be. It would remember where you were mm, two days yeah. ago. Gotcha. Um, and the user. It would be kind of like a seamless uh, user experience. The user would you know remember they were on that description, and they would just go right back there, and they would be able to navigate back previously where they were. They would still be in the offline list. It'll be like they never left. So really, it's kind of annoying for users right now that that iOS does that. Mm -hmm. um, but once, once I add that feature in, it'll just, mm -hmm. it'll feel, you know, like it was always a feature. So cool. it'll be nice because it's annoying for me too, where that happens and I'm testing something and I go back and then iOS has killed it. So, right. Yeah. Is it, um, this is something I, I forgot to bring up, but this is a good time to bring it up because we're still going. But, um, 
how soon do you think because you, you obviously you've you get um you you have code that you have to write and you're you're using um you're tied into uh ios which yep. uh i've mentioned before the fact that to do a to do an android one you'd have to become an android uh person and rewrite entire brand new yep. and you don't you don't you, you you're you're you can't keep up with all that, but anyway, that's another story. Um, <laughs> but so you're keeping up. You got to keep up with Apple's iOS, yeah, information and all that. Plus, you got to keep up with the geocaching API. Plus, you're keeping up with your own code. So at some point, like I've got, I've got to update my phone because I've got a really old. Um, is that a five? I think this is a five. So five S maybe. Yeah, five S. At what point is my five S? Am I going to have to upgrade my phone to keep up with? Because I I know I need to, but at what point do you yeah. think this is going to die? Uh, Cashly 3.0 or? Um, so we, the way we can limit that is only by iOS version. So mm-hmm. Apple lets us set our minimum version that we want to allow people to install it on. And mm-hmm. right now it's still iOS 8. So okay. you can have a pretty old, like I have a lot of testing devices and I have an old iPhone 4 and Cashly okay. works on, I, on iPhone 4. Okay. Um, probably fairly soon I'll make the minimum requirement iOS 9. Mm-hmm. Um, Which would be but everybody spot. should yeah. be on iOS 9 by sure. now. If somebody's only on iOS 8 now, they would probably have a very old device. Okay. And Cashly probably would be slow because it's kind of a modern app. Um, I would hope you would, you know, at least iPhone 5 is mm-hmm. probably what I would recommend. Um, it, it runs fairly slow on an iPhone four because that's what six years old or something like that. Yeah. So, so really, you're 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 allowing for so you're you're allowing really for for several generations back, which is great. Yeah, I think two two major versions. Is what I want to do right now is supporting three major versions, mm-hmm. but in the, maybe probably two point one, we'll just do it to iOS nine. Cool. So. Okay. Because then you right now when you do code, you have to check and see what iOS version somebody has. And if they have iOS 9, then you can show them the cool iOS 9 features. But if they have That's iOS right. 8, then you can't. So those people yeah. miss out on stuff like that. So Yeah, I got you. Uh, and then yeah. uh, I think finally, um, uh, and then, well, actually, second to last, flipping the app over. Now... This is something I asked Nick about a while back. Um, again, this gets into usage now because if I'm out geocaching with uh, with Susan, um, I I tend to need to even though I've got a Mophie on my phone to for for, yep. pow- for power. Uh, a lot of times I will and it's about dead. Um, I will plug in in the car. I'll plug in a, a power cord and I put the I put the the, the app like this. Yeah. On the on, the, and so, um, do you think it that there's flip. a point? It doesn't flip. Is there? Do you think that's? Is there? Is that code? Is that? Is this? Is that a type of code that you foresee someday you'll be able to to get? Because there's other apps I have like uh, Waze does it. It'll flip over. Yep. But is okay. So is that something that's possible in Cashly yes, someday? It, it's possible. Okay. I, when you emailed me about that, I was like, "Oh, that's that's real easy. I'll just do that real quick." Um, <laughs> but then I, then I realized it was appreciate it. it. It used to be easy in I think iOS seven or something. It was just kind of a checkbox. But now Apple makes it so that every single view that that is shown in an app, which is they're called views, um, right. can have the option of rotating or not. So oh, 
-hmm. have to go through every single view in the entire app and say, yes, we rotate to um, those two orientations. So it'll just take a little testing and a little time. It's not a super hard thing, but I need to go through every part of the app and add that little code. It was kind of bad, and timing was also another thing. It's like you were right smack in the middle of trying to get 2.0 ready. This was in yeah. the fall. I asked you about that yeah. in the fall, and it's slow. But, again, I, I just appreciate the fact that you were able – you took the time to, to at least look into uh, – I'll, I'll get it added for you. Don't worry. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. You're awesome, buddy. <laughs> um, but you have, like, 140 items or something probably on a feature list? Yeah, on a feature list. Wow. That's, That's a lot. Awesome. That's yeah. a lot. So you've got to, obviously you've got to, you've got to uh, uh, prioritize and, and do all that. Yeah, so, some of those are probably just really low priority, but some of them are higher priority. Um, I need to go through that and probably weed some stuff out. But yeah, it's a pretty, it's it's grown over the years. People suggest really great things that will take a lot of thought and you know figure out how to implement it. Mm-hmm. But hopefully we can get those all added in sometime. I appreciate. It. Well, hey, you're doing a great job. Thank you. As we wrap up this, uh, I, 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 I tout the app all the time. Um, I appreciate that. Oh, you bet. Um, I I appreciate your, um, you know, supporting, uh, supporting the show. And, uh, I don't just do it because I'm not just, um, you know, a a sponsor. I'm also an owner of the the app (laughs) and and, uh, I actually use it all the time. So it's not like, so that's important, uh, I think, for people to know that um, it is it is worth it's it's unbelievably worth. I could tell you what I think you should charge for this app, but um, uh, I mean, it, to me, it's worth at least the the price of what I what I pay each each year for premium, which is thirty dollars. I think. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, go get it. I mean, I I really don't understand, but that's that was my early ramp. All right, let's give away a coin. Let's do it. Um, so let me get the, the the chat room up so I'm ready to. So the first person to answer this question, and that is, just a couple minutes ago, we talked about version 2.02, and I mentioned that there's a number that's in parentheses, and I I knew this or I knew this, um, Nick, but um, I had forgotten until you mentioned it. But that is the the number of uh, versions of it that you sent out to the beta testers. So for like two, for we, we mentioned about 2.0, it was like 30 something versions. Yeah, 35, I think. 35, okay. So, and I mentioned currently, and if you're on Cashly, you can go look right now, but what what is that number? Well, it won't change, I guess, right? Because it was a beta thing. At yeah, least it won't cur- change for the current. won't change now, right. So the current version is 2.02. What is that number in parentheses? So the first person that can tell me that number will win the beautiful coin. I wouldn't show, I'll show you the back too. The back's really cool. I got to hide my number because I don't think I've, there's the back of it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I can get it just right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, styled after the uh, app icon. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that, 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 that uh, factor. There you go. Um, so um, very cool. And if I don't get an answer, Nick, uh, I haven't got an answer yet. If I don't get an answer, that's okay because you know what? I will offer this to all of the listeners during the week. Uh, okay. So there. I'm just going to have to do that because if nobody's going to tell right. me what the real number is, that's fine. Because I know that my uh, iTunes listeners will 
be very happy because I don't I, I tend to not give stuff away as often um, to those those folks and I really should because they're they're loyal listeners um, to the show and um, um, I need to give out more prizes for them so um, so send me so email me the answer uh, for that and um, we're just going to continue on All right um, uh, coming soon to Geocache Talk. Next week, um, Sydney's going to be on. Uh, also with Land Monkey. Uh, and they're going to talk about Earth Cache submissions, which I think is going to be interesting. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with this, uh, Nick, but. It is? I didn't see it. Did somebody answer me? I'm sorry. Susan's coming. I did not see it. I'm sorry. Was he the first? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We do have a we do have a winner, Nick. I'm sorry. All right. Can you check that for me, Susan? Make sure that was the first person. It was okay. The first person did answer. I don't. Want, I'm looking at the the chat room and it's not there, so I don't know what happened. Um, but that's okay. We have a winner. The winner is GeoTab G. So Geo right. GeoTab G. If you will email me uh, your uh, well, if you're going to send to support, right? They could send a sure. send a, send an email to support. Uh, at, at cashly.com and um, or to me either way and let us know your mailing address and we will send you this really cool sweet coin so all right back to next week so they're gonna be, so I don't know if you're familiar with this Nick or not but earth cash submissions is done by a different reviewer than geocaching.com uh, yes people yes so we're going to talk about EarthCache submissions. I tried to do one one time. We'll tell the story about how that went <laughs> and how uh, people that are actually successful uh, and why mine wasn't successful. We'll talk about that. But we're going to talk about EarthCache submissions. The week after that, I'm going to have on uh, Ansley Gordon, who is um, – Ansley is, behind, is the person uh, right behind me right now on the, the – uh, uh, the movie poster, which I got uh, pretty sweet. Y'all can all get the movie poster, by the way. If you go to treasurethemovie.com, you can, you can buy that poster. Um, and Ansley is starring in a geocaching movie called Treasure. It's coming out this year. And um, she's been on Better Things. It's a, it's a uh, Louis C.K. Uh, show, and she's been on a couple other things. She's in at least two movies coming out this year. And so we're going to talk about Treasure and her being uh, in that movie and the geocaching and all sorts of cool stuff. So she's going to be on in two weeks. Um, and we're going to be giving away their other, the other coin that they have. This is the coin that was actually in the movie. Um, nice. And, yeah, kind of cool. And um, there's a very limited it's – sort of like, uh, it's sort of like the Cashley one. There's very few of these in the world. This, these were not mass-produced. These have, were not mass-produced either. There's only about 100 of them uh, out that will ever be, and they're not going to produce any more of these. So uh, we're going to give away a coin that night, but uh, definitely got to you know, tune in and find out about making commercials. She made a Red Lobster commercial one time. I'm going to give her uh, a hard time. Well, not a real hard time. <laughs> but I talked to her about that. Um, we, we did a test podcast together, and it was a lot of fun. We had a great time uh, and just doing our little test podcast. She's, she's a great Great lady, and so we're going to talk about that. The week after that, I'm having on Sodak Zach. Zach Fick is going to be on. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, I know. 
don't panic. We're going to do the show a little early before the Super Bowl. But he is a fairly new casher. Um, he's a 20-something. So um, we're going to talk about being a 20-something uh, and geocaching and being a, a young uh, well, I'll call him young. He's, you know, younger than me. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a, we're going to talk about him and his, he's got a vlog. You know, you and I talked about how many vloggers are out there nowadays. So we're going to talk a little bit about his vlog and, and, uh, I really do appreciate everybody that does a vlog though, because there, there's so many and they're, they're very cool. But, uh, so he's going to be on in three weeks on february 5th so anyway so nick again thank you I'm, I'm dragging on the show here but nick thank you for being on the show tonight yes I, thank really, you you bet i appreciate uh uh you know you coming on and uh we've uh, uh you know uh, uh, had you been able to have you on the show this is actually our third show together because we did cash and release once and this is your yep. second time on here so that's awesome uh and then we got to meet in denver that was a lot of fun uh, we got to hang out a little bit, um, out there. So are you, I'm, I'm put you on the spot cause I, and you don't have to answer this, but are, do you think you're going to go to any megas this year? Or are you kind of unsure? Are you going to try to do a, anything out in, in Seattle? Or are you gonna try to go to the going ape? Mega? I hope to go to, I have a big list. I keep on looking at the megas that are around even across the States. Mm -hmm. Uh, I won't make it to, uh, Geo Woodstock. Uh, yeah. That's the one coming all out. the way over in the East. Yeah. Right? That's uh, far. Um, but yeah, I really want to, I want to see, you know, try to promote casually at a, at a mega again. Cause that was, mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun this last year at, at Geo Woodstock. Yeah, that um, was, yeah, that was neat. And you were able to, you got to do a little session, which was kind of yep. uh, really cool. So yeah, um, there's, there's megas all over the country. So maybe, you know, maybe you can work, work out one, but anyway, so, um, uh, you know, again, thank you again. Uh, keep, yeah. keep in touch. We'll, um, we'll talk, uh, you know, as time goes on and uh, have you on some time. We'll talk some other things too uh, in the future. So uh, please email me your comments on the show or the, uh, any future shows, geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk and Facebook at facebook.com slash geocachetalk. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on that subscribe button. It's in this corner uh, below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. Until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Do what Nick does, and he does when he can. Go geocaching. So good night, everyone.